This episode is supported by Active Skin Repair. Active Skin Repair is a skin health company helping people heal with natural, non-toxic, medical-grade ingredients. I just randomly... Vinny was having a toe skin irritation issue and he ended up having this like skin that was really irritating him and it was getting kind of like icky and you know like when kids start to get like little scabs and scratches and then they want to pick at it and it was getting worse and so active skin repair showed up on my doorstep as a result of the sponsorship and I got to put it to use immediately and I got the ointment formula or the like ointment formulation and then also the spray and the spray was perfect so Vinny does not like ointmenty creamy lotiony things on his body but I was able to get out the spray literally took it out of the packaging the day it arrived put it on his toe before he went to bed and the next morning he was like mom my toe's all better. It was literally like this super amazing cure that helped his toes so quickly. So you can use active skin repair on a wide range of skin issues, including cuts, scrapes, burns, sunburns, rashes, other types of skin damage. It's totally safe, non-toxic, suitable on all types of skin, even parts of the body where you might have rosacea or eczema or have acne prone skin. This is also safe for the youngest members of your family up to the oldest. So now you have one simple solution for your family's skin health needs. With over 500 thousand happy customers and thousands of five-star reviews and super safe and clean ingredients active skin repair is something that you want to have on hand for your family so to get your own active skin repair go to activeskinrepair.com to learn more about active skin repair and get 20 percent off your order when you use the code shameless that's activeskinrepair.com use the code shameless for 20 percent off your order activeskinrepair.com code shameless This is the Shameless Mom Academy, episode 264 with Jessica Butts. Show notes for this episode, including all links mentioned in the episode and any discount codes to our sponsors can be found by going to shamelessmom.com and clicking on episode 264. Welcome to the Shameless Mom Academy. I'm your host, Sarah Dean. I'm here to give you and other passionate, driven, unapologetic moms tools, resources, and a little bit of humor to help you lead more positive, powerful, and purposeful lives every damn day. One of the best things about the Shameless Mom Academy is our community, so be sure to join us in our free private Facebook group to connect with other shameless moms just like you. You can find us over at shamelessmom.com forward slash Facebook. All right, let's dive into today's episode. Jessica Butts is the CEO and founder of FrontSeatLife.org, where she helps inspire, motivate, and educate people to live their life from the front seat using their innate abilities, as well as the author of the popular book, Live Your Life from the Front Seat, and the soon-to-be-released Don't Do Stuff You Suck At. She is a retired psychotherapist. She's a life coach and a business coach and a Myers-Briggs expert whose mission is to inspire others to accomplish magnificent things by embracing their innateness. She shares her message around the country in her sassy, no-holds-barred, entertaining manner. Leaving the corporate world after 15 years to start her own company has been the hardest and most rewarding challenge of her life. As an ENFJ, don't worry, you're going to know what that means in just a minute, Jessica thinks outside the box, leads with her heart, and is obsessively organized. She's passionate about personal development, traveling, deep connections with those in her life, and creating ahas for her clients. I have been so excited to get Jessica on the show because 
the value in knowing your personality types and knowing your strengths and maybe your struggles given your personality types can be so helpful. And I wanted to specifically talk to her about how this is helpful in our relationships, especially with our kids and how we maybe could even figure out our kids types and figure out how to best cater to them. So listen in to hear Jessica share how knowing and embracing your personality type can change the course of your life how intuitive people can thrive in a world dominated by sensors, how the struggle of feelers exists and why we're often misread by others and marginalized, and also how to assess your kids. This conversation is really fun. And I will tell you, Jessica and I are a pretty great match for energy. And we take off like loud and fast and sassy and unabashedly. So buckle up. You're definitely going to want to take some notes on this. And you're definitely going to want to take Jessica's personality assessment when you're done. So on her website, she has a really easy assessment where you can quickly within just a few minutes, get your own personality assessment as well as have anyone from your family get assessed as well. Highly recommend this tool. I went through and did it before our interview just to get a refresher, even though I had had my personality testing before. And it was really, really valuable for me. And I want you all to go do the same and listen in to hear how she talks about assessing kids, because that's going to be really, really valuable. I know I was like taking frantic notes on Vinny the whole time we talked about this. So this is going to be super high value, really practical application kind of conversation. You might need to listen in more than once. And also we're going to talk real fast and have a lot of energy. So like if you haven't had coffee yet today, go get yourself a cup of coffee, like right now, real quick. All right, here we go. Let's dive in with Jessica Butts. Jessica Butts, welcome to the Shameless Mom Academy. I'm so, so excited to have you here. Thank you. I'm so excited too. We're going to have a blast. We are. As I said in the pre-interview, there will be no struggle for conversation today. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> I think if, if there's ever been two people who like to talk a lot, they're right here. That is so true. Yes, we so, have no shortage of conversation. So this will be good. More passion for what we do. So exactly. This could be, this could be crazy. Yes. Yes. It's going to be so fun. Okay. So I want to know a little bit more about the dynamics of your personal and professional life beyond your bio and what you're most excited about right now. Yeah. Good question. Lots involved there. Yeah. Yeah. How long is the show? Yeah. Right. Okay. So for those who don't know, I think they probably heard the bio, but I am a retired psychotherapist is what I like to say, turned kind of author, speaker, coach. And the passion has always been personality type. I have been obsessed, Sarah with personality type since I was about 20 years old. So it was the first gig kind of out of undergrad school. And I started this human resources job and I learned about personality type. And you know, when you have those moments of like, (laughs) it was like meeting my soulmate. I'm pretty sure it was just the most eye-opening aha, like, oh my God, this is what I've been waiting for my whole life. Like, this is fascinating. And so I just became uber obsessed with it. So that has always been the foundation, the Myers-Briggs personality type. It helps with yourself. It helps with your relationships. It helps with parenting. It helps with your business. And so I became a psychotherapist and I did couples counseling and it helped so much with couples. And since then I've kind of transitioned out of that a bit, although I always have my fingers kind of in it in a bit, but I'm really, really crazy passionate about helping entrepreneurs right now. I'm 
myself am a weirdo out there, woo woo, creative, like just go getter. You and I are exactly the same type. We are just Mm -hmm. like spazzy, crazy, excited about business and all that geeky stuff. And so I'm really passionate right now about helping business owners, entrepreneurs in particular with structures systems and singular focus. So over the last probably five years of working with entrepreneurs, I have created this system that I'm calling the 3S method of implementing structure systems and singular focus into your business. So those main things, always personality type, who are you? Where are you going, which is the mindset stuff and the forward thinking and dreaming and planning and vision boarding and all that. And then taking decisive action through the three S's is really my jam. I mean, I could probably see myself doing all that until the day I die. I love it. It's so clear when you talk about your quote unquote work (laughs) that that it's like the perfect fit for you. And I love that. And I think that it's so obvious when someone finds the right thing and they're doing it at the right time. And I know that people have talked to me about this, especially since I sold my gym, that like you were great there and that was the right thing for a time, but this is better. And I'm like, yes, this is better. So it's so fun to evolve in that way. I think it's a fun evolution in womanhood almost. I mean, it's a professional evolution, but it seems connected to the evolution in womanhood as well, just to dive right into the woo. But I'm loving being able to be a little more experimental with my gifts as I try something new. And that's really fun. And I imagine, Sarah, all of your listeners, there's got to be women out there that think what we used to think. And I will speak for myself. I used to think I have to have it all figured out right now. I mean, I remember being in my mid thirties in the wrong marriage, in the wrong job and thinking, okay, I have to figure it all out right now in order to make this work. And if I've learned anything over the last 10 years is it's exactly that word that you just used. It is an evolution. It is taking a step forward. For those of you who are old enough to know, I like to think of life like a choose your own adventure book. It's like you open up a chapter and you're like, okay, let's see. And then you have to make a decision. Do I step here? Do I step here? Do I step here? But what I do know is we have to make a step. We don't get to stay stuck in that same chapter. We've right. got to take a step forward in some direction. And then what comes out of it is so many other options. And you're exploring that right now with selling your, your business. And as I'm exploring other opportunities and different business, there's always then more opportunities. So, I mean, we're yeah. already off topic, which is hysterical, <laughs> know, uh, but know. just making that step, any step and not right. getting stuck in that chapter. Okay. So so I have to now give this example because it's so connected and then, and then we'll dive into personality type, but this might even connect. So the first time I met, you'll like hearing this too. It's a fun story. So the first time I met you was from afar. I was at a networking event and you were being honored at the event for, and I don't remember what the award was, but it was something like some sort of like, you know, like most growth in a year or like taking risks the last year or something along those lines. I'm sure I had a much snazzier title than that, but I remember having no clue who you were and you got up on stage and you were given this very lovely, you know, speech about having gone through a lot of transition. And I think you had just left your marriage and that was part of the conversation that you were taking this really brave step and bringing yourself kind of out of the dark or what have you. And I remember you seemed like the energy around you, you were so grateful to get the award. You were so happy. You were really tearful, but there was this like 
a little bit of quietness to you. I mean, humbleness for sure. But that was like my first exposure. And I was like, oh, she seems really awesome. And I'm always curious about people's stories. And when like you see someone for the first time and they're crying on stage, I'm like, I want to know more. (laughs) So I followed you on Facebook, I think fairly shortly after that. And so I've gotten to see that version of you grow into this version of you and the evolution. Let me just make you cry. (laughs) But the evolution of that is so powerful and so amazing. And so when you talk about like not having it all figured out at once and taking the next step or taking the next right step now, that's what you've done. And I think that if someone were to come in and get a bird's eye view of you right now, it's like, oh my gosh, she's like maybe, you know, this overnight success and she did it all and she has it all. But it's like, no, it's been taking one step every day and it's gotten you to this really amazing, amazing place. And so it's so fun for me to connect those dots in this conversation. Thank you. And I like telling those stories. Well, because it's fun to hear, but it's about other people too. And that they can do the same thing. I mean, 10 years ago, My life was a different life. I was married to the wrong guy. I was in corporate America. I was leaving my marriage. I was leaving my job. I was starting my life all over. And I had absolutely no idea what I was going to do. Fast forward two years. I have a graduate degree. I'm $50,000 in debt. I've left (laughs) my marriage. I have no money. None. I had to move out. And I was like, I have no idea how I'm going to pay anything. And then seven years later to get to this. It, yeah. There's no such thing as overnight successes. It's right. just putting one foot right. in front of the other, choosing your own adventure and just, I mean, it's grit. This episode is supported by a podcast I want to share with you called Understood Explains. So this is, show is about navigating ADHD, dyslexia, and other learning and thinking differences, which can be so confusing. And so every uh, season of the show is around a different theme. So there's a season on special education, there's a season on ADHD diagnosis for adults, and the current season is all about IEPs. I love this podcast because the episodes are 10 to 15 minutes long. So if you are short on time or short on focus, you can take this content in super quickly, easily. It's very digestible. And the show is hosted by teacher and special education expert, Juliana Urtube. So Juliana talks all about how to navigate educational plans, IEPs. She talks about the differences between IEPs and 504 plans. She really breaks things down in a really clear and simple way so that you have some of those questions that you might be thinking around, like, does this pertain to my child? Is this something I need to be looking into? Like, where do we go from here? Where do I go if I have questions? Juliana has you covered. She explains so many different things and so many different little pieces and nuance of IEPs and special education and different things on Understood Explains. So I want you to go check it out wherever you're listening to this podcast. You can go listen to Understood Explains. Just go into your podcast app, do a search for Understood Explains, and it will pop right up. Click on it, pick your episode, and get the answers that you've been looking for and the support that you need around different learning differences and differences in school. This episode is supported by AquaTrue. Having clean, safe water is the last thing you want to worry about. But unfortunately, according to extensive research by the Environmental Working Group, three out of four, yes, three out of four homes in America have harmful contaminants in their tap water. So that's why you got to check out AquaTrue. AquaTrue purifiers have a four-stage reverse osmosis purification process. And their countertop purifiers, which is what we have, take no installation or plumbing, and they remove 15 times more contaminants than ordinary pitcher filters. And they're specifically designed to combat 
chemicals like PFAS, which can lead to potentially adverse health effects like cancer, endocrine system disruption, and liver toxicity, which is part of what makes AquaTrue so special, unique, and important in terms of how they are able to filter water. They also have water purifiers to fit every type of home. So like the installation-free countertop purifier that we have at our house to higher capacity under-sink options. They even have Wi-Fi connected purifiers and mineral boost options. So I'm so excited about our new AquaTrue. And here's the thing. I swear it's like a gentle reminder to actually drink more water every time you walk into your kitchen. So we are drinking more water now and also more clean water. So more water that is more clean. It feels like a double win. I'm feeling pretty impressed with us. I feel like sink water, tap water becomes invisible at a certain point. And when I see the purifier on my counter, it's like many time a day reminder to like, keep drinking, keep drinking. So I want you to check out AquaTrue for yourself and for your family. AquaTrue comes with a 30 day money back guarantee and that makes it a great gift as well. Today, my listeners can receive 20% off any AquaTrue purifier when you go to AquaTrue.com. That's A-Q-U-A-T-R-U.com and enter the code SHAMELESS at checkout. That's 20% off any AquaTrue purifier when you go to AquaTrue.com and use the code SHAMELESS, S-H-A-M-E-L-E-S-S, AquaTrue.com code SHAMELESS. I'm not sure I love the word hustle as much anymore. I used to love hustle, but now I'm obsessed with grit and grit is just straight up determination. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that you have found where you're at by taking advantage of your personality type. So here's my segue. I love it. You're a great host. (laughs) So I want you to talk to us about personality type, because I think this is where the magic happens. It's when you can really recognize Mm -hmm. here's where I shine. Here's how I shine. And if you don't know your personality type and don't know kind of your natural inclination and your natural gifts, it's going to be a lot harder to shine. So go ahead and talk a little bit about Myers-Briggs and how it works and what the different types are and how we can kind of get familiar with that. Yeah, totally. So you're totally right, Sarah. It is and it continues to be through my psychotherapy practice, through graduate school, through the end of my marriage, through growing up into the person I am today and will continue to be. It is the foundation of not only my life, but every single client that I have touched over the last seven years, the foundation of their lives. It has changed their businesses. It has changed their parenting. It has most certainly changed people's marriages. And it's because it is innate. Mm. And so all of our personality types, and as you know, some of your listeners are mothers and knowing that your kiddos come out of you with their personality type. That's a lot to think about that we as grown ass women came out of our mamas and became into this world who we are and your kids are the same way. And one of the most screwed up things that we do is we try to either change ourselves or we try to change other people into being who we think they should be. And when we can learn our personality type, specifically your Myers-Briggs personality type, because it's the most widely used assessment tool in the world, built by a mother-daughter team back in the 40s, like all the nerdy back story of it. But it is the foundation of who we are. And the bottom line is, and almost everybody wants to arm wrestle me about this, our type does not change. However, our life circumstances most certainly do. I mean, you and I just gave numerous examples of our life circumstances changing. And because those life circumstances come into our lives, it feels like we're different people, but we're not. 
We are who we are at the core. And so when you get into a relationship and someone's trying to change you or you're trying to change them, it's a recipe for disaster. Or you get into business or your family tells you, you're too woo-woo, you're too nerdy, you're too this, you're too that. And I am just all about being unapologetically who we are. So the first step is understanding your personality type, taking the assessment. There's a bunch of them on the internet. There's one on my website, jessicabutts.com, and you can take it there. And starting with that foundation of understanding four main dichotomies, and those are introversion and extroversion, which is all about your source of energy. It's not about being shy. It's not about being talkative. It's about your source of energy, where you give your best energy and where you get your best energy. Number two is sensing and intuition. And this dichotomy is all about how we take in information. And sensors take in information via their five senses. They are very concrete, literal, factual people. And intuitives take in information via, using air quotes on a podcast, not always effective, (laughs) uh, their sixth sense, meaning they have a hunch, a feeling, a speculation. And there's so much in each of these dichotomies, but this is one of the biggest dichotomies that I like to talk about because it changes so many people's lives. So 75% of the population in the United States is a censor. Therefore, schools are set up for sensors, standardized testing, our nine to five jobs, all of this stuff that most intuitive types despise and intuitive kids don't do well in school sometimes is because of this. They have a different way of learning. So you and I, Sarah, are both intuitive types and we learn by doing We learn by touching and experimenting and playing and being in it because that's how we take in information versus someone giving us a book and saying, okay, Sarah, to read this and then I'm going to test you on how smart you are. It doesn't work because we don't take in information the same way that 75% of the population does. So when I first started my psychotherapy practice, I volunteered at this alternative school and lo and behold, every single kid at this school was an intuitive type and they were told their whole lives that they're stupid. They have ADD, you know, they can't concentrate, they can't past tests. And it had nothing to do with them being bad kids. It had to do with the fact that they just learn different than 75% of the population. So that one in and of itself is mind blowing. Yeah. That's so interesting. So I was very successful in school, but I think it's because I trained myself to be like, give me an essay test and I can like never got anything less than an A on an essay in oh, yeah. all of high school and college, but like oh, a multiple yeah. choice standardized test Ugh. that I couldn't study for. Like if it was something I could study for and memorize, yep. I could yep. get an hundred percent and it would all be forgotten the next day, yep. but I could totally pass the test. But like as trouble, a normal standardized test, I remember my college advisor saying that he was like, what happened on your GREs? Like you have a four point grade point average. Yep. And we can't submit these GREs if you want to go to grad school. I was like, I know, like I told you I'm a really bad standardized test taker. So this is actually like comforting to me that I trained myself to function well in a sensing world, but it's not my actual type. 
No, correct. And so what you just described, Sarah, is called a learned behavior. Mm-hmm. And we have both. So we have our innateness, which in my personal opinion, should be at least 80% of how we are in this world. And then everybody has learned behaviors. We have learned behaviors because of our family of origin, of our culture of origin, of things that we have to do in order to survive. And Sarah, you are a real go-getter and you had to learn how to survive. And my guess is you probably had to, because I don't even know this about you, but I'm guessing your parents, that was part of their expectations for you is that you would do really well in school. And so that becomes a learned behavior for you because you had to learn how to cope. And so that is fantastic. And I think people who have learned behaviors are awesome, but getting back to the core of who you really are is always better. So if you would have gone into accounting or something where, Oh my God. Right. Right? Like I have hives just thinking. Yes. And again, there's nothing wrong with being an accountant. Right. 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 Thank God for them. But when we think that that's what we are again, using air quotes supposed to do, because we've trained ourselves, it's a learned behavior, we do those things, it totally messes with us. And I think it takes us until we get older, and what I'd love to do is get a hold of every teenager in the entire world and teach them before they make all the mistakes we did, (laughs) is we get to this place of our life and we go, wait a second, this isn't very fun. Why am I doing this? Why am I miserable? Why am I gaining weight? Why am I drinking too much? Why am I, you know, why am I unhappy? And a lot of the time it's because we're doing a bunch of stuff that we suck at instead of doing the stuff that God gave us these talents to do. And Sarah, you're now doing these talents that were given to you as an ENFJ. You're being creative. You're thinking outside the box. You're changing people's lives. You're giving great content. And so like, that's your jam. That's how you were designed. Totally. Okay. So now tell us about. Okay. Third, (laughs) third is thinking and feeling. So this is all about now that we've taken in all of this information via our sensing or intuition. This is how we go about making decisions and to oversimplify it. Thinkers make decisions with their head, not terribly surprising and feelers make decisions with their hearts. This one is interesting when it comes to the gender differential, because it is actually true. And John Gray wrote a book about this unknowingly about personality type back in the eighties, men are from Mars, women are from Venus. And that is very true in that 66 to 75% of men roughly are thinkers and roughly 75% of women are feelers. And so we also grow up in a very gender specific world in that girls are supposed to be a certain way and boys are supposed to be a certain way. And so this one gets real kooky when you're the other 25%. So again, each of these dichotomies has a, um, what I call a marginalized type, meaning they don't really fit in with the rest of the population. Introverts definitely get that, especially with day and age of social media or all of the activities that kids are supposed to be into these days. Like, oh, what did you do? Where are you going? How many activities do you have this weekend? What are you doing after school? And then you come home and you have homework and you're this and that and this and that there's so much stuff 
And right. I think it's even too much for extroverts, but there's a lot of introverts that just need and want to go in their room, recharge and read a book. So right. that's the marginalized. Intuitives are obviously marginalized. And then thinking women are marginalized. They get called the B word mm-hmm. and men get called a very, very terrible word. And they are only 25% of the population as well. And so feeling men are very marginalized. So this is a huge one in heterosexual and homosexual relationships. And my experience as a couples counselor for a number of years is that opposites attract in this one, no matter what our sexual orientation is. So gay couples were almost always with the opposite type. And then feeling men are oftentimes attracted to thinking women, which is just fascinating. So in all situations, the opposites attract, which I just found fascinating. Sorry about the noise. Um, And then last, isn't it? It's the most fascinating thing. I mean, it was just amazing to me. I would love when I would get like, you know, different couples, like gay couples or thinking women couples, because it was amazing to me that opposites almost always attract in that. Yeah. To see those patterns replicate, it's pretty fascinating. It's yes. Mind blowing. (laughs) And then last but not least, one that I have absolutely built my career on. I think the two that I have really built a lot of work around is the second dichotomy about intuitives and us entrepreneurial types. And then this last one is just an unbelievably amazing one in any relationship. So this one is big with kids, big in relationships. And the last one is how we like to be organized in this world and how we like our world organized around us. Mm-hmm. And Jay's judges are organized people. They are decisive decision makers. They are the people that are rather controlling because they like things a certain way. They are ones that like the dishwasher loaded a certain way and they are on time and they're a little (laughs) bit bossy and honey, you're not putting this in the right way. And I need to kind of know where we're going. Oh my God. You're describing my marriage. Yes. (laughs) The dishwasher. Like, why did you put a big pot in the middle of the bottom of the dish? No. Yeah. And he's like, (laughs) babe, really? Who cares? Yeah. Yeah. And so there is this whole so subset of people, about 50% of the population that are like you and I, we are super go-getters, super controlling, know where we're going, have more fun doing than being. We are great doers. We are great action oriented people, yet we have some trouble chilling out at times mm-hmm. because that is not our natural tendency. We are also almost always thinking about what's next, kind of planning for the future. Where are we going? What's happening? Where are we going on vacation? Which is very stressful, by the way, to always have to be responsible for that. It is very stressful. I mean, I just turned 45 years old and I tattooed the word B on my arm to remind myself to chill out and just be because our obsessiveness to over control over process. And I also think this is just an addiction these days of women in particular to over plan to over what are the family doing? What are the kids doing? I don't have kids, but I hear you moms. There's lots of competition on who's (laughs) doing this and who's doing that. And we have gotten away from this world of just being 
being with ourselves, being alone, being with our kids. And so there is definitely a natural tendency based on your personality type, but just to add some like lighter fluid to this humongous fire that's already going in us. We also now live in this world of what are you doing? How much stuff do you got going on? Oh, let's compare this. Oh, are you the best mom? Oh, are those the cutest genes? I mean, it's like this (laughs) obsession of kind of need to control. So the other type are P's, which are called perceivers. And P's are the exact opposite. Sounds like your husband. And they are the go with the flow. One of their favorite sayings is, don't worry about it. We'll figure it out. And to J's, that literally raises our anxiety. Yeah. My sister's a P too. And I'm like, I don't understand. Like, Like growing up, we always butted heads because I was like, I don't understand how you exist in this world. Yeah. And now I appreciate it because I'm like, wow, like we're so different. And I'm blown away by some of the things that she can Yep. Carry on her shoulders. <laughs> like, yeah. I, and she's like, it'll be fine. It'll be fine. Yes. Like, I'll figure it out. And I'm like, oh my God, I would be such a basket case. You're like, I have like a 24 point like presentation to plan <laughs> out whatever you're thinking. Oh, it's going to work out. Like, I agree. Right. It's a blissful way to be. However, J's need P's and P's need J's. Mm-hmm. And P's need J's to help keep them on task, to help them get stuff done. And we need peas in our life desperately to help us like take down the horse blinders, take down this direction and just chill out a little bit. So this is a huge one in parenting. So parents, I mean, you guys, I don't know how you guys do it, but you <laughs> we have, don't either for the most part. Don't either, right? <laughs> so pea parents, typically the goal with the flow moms, you have a kid and then all of a sudden you have to have structure in your life or otherwise your kid's like not going to be able to go to school because you forgot to like sign them up. And Jay's like you, you guys have kids. And then all of a sudden it's like, oh my God, I have to learn to just chill and go with the flow and not everything's going to go according to my plan. What's happening? Right. this like stress out level. And then this is a huge one that we pass on to the people in our lives. So J's especially because we're uber controlly. We want to control that stuff in our kids. But what if we have a P kid who's just mom, don't worry about it. We'll figure it out. Quit stressing. Let me just chill. Let me hang out. That is innately who they are. It doesn't mean they're not going to be successful. It doesn't mean that they're not going to have a great career. It just means they are not who we are. And then the other big, big, big one is when P parents have J kids Mm. and J kids need structure. When they ask you, mom, mom, what time does school start? Mom, when are we leaving? Mom, what's the plan? They are not always just doing it to bust your ass. They're doing it because they need to know. And oftentimes these kids get diagnosed with all kinds of issues that they're hyperactive or that they're OCD or that they're whatever, when sometimes they just need some freaking structure in their lives. Mm, And so this is why... This comes back to putting your own oxygen mask on first, 
understanding who you are, not changing who you are, but then being in relationship with other people, your spouse, your kids, seeing yourself for who you are, and then loving others for who they are. I love that. Oh my gosh. Okay. So I'm sure everyone who's listening's brain is spinning. Mine, like you want to take this information and apply it to so many different contexts of your life. Yes. Um, I yes. love it. So first yes. of all, I want to say, I've been taking some notes. I want to say that I will link to your quiz from your website awesome. in the show Great. notes because Great. I did that quiz to get reacquainted with my type in advance of this interview. Yes. And it's really simple and straightforward. Yeah. And it's the way you word it is really fun. Like <laughs> I, I love Oh my gosh. I loved the wording of it. So like, you didn't feel like you were just like, let me check the box. You were like, Ooh, (laughs) which one is it? No, it was, I loved it. It was like, there was a lot of personality and it also was really quick. It wasn't, so I've taken like the full test, which takes some time. Yeah. And it's pretty damn accurate. I would say I I spent a lot of time building it and it's pretty, pretty accurate. Yeah. I found it to be really accurate. And what happens after people take the quiz, the test, then you get, immediate feedback with their type and the different challenges of your type and the benefits and those kinds of things. And then kind of the secondary pieces. So I definitely want people to go and do that. Yeah. And have Um, your spouse take it. I mean, it's yeah. So that's what I was just thinking. Conversation piece. Oh, it's so God. I mean, I just think back onto my couple therapy days and watching people literally sit in my office and have these like epiphanies of like, Oh my God, you are not just doing all of this to drive me crazy on purpose. It's just who you are. Right. And then like knowing that, like getting rid of all the blame and the guilt and the pathology and all the yuckiness and just like looking at each other and going, okay, now what do we do? How do we figure this out? How do we start communicating with each other now that we know this is just who we are? Right, right. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? (sighs) Well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. When it comes to raising kids, there's so much to consider. Things like, what do we feed them? When do we feed them? How do they sleep? What does it look like to raise kind kids? How does their nervous system work? How do I keep myself calm? What are my triggers? There's so much that comes into play. And we are distilling all of that information for you at Voices of Your Village podcast, where we bring experts in the field of early childhood and education and psychology and across the board so that you don't have to comb the internet for information. You get to show up and hang out and have shame-free, judgment-free conversations and insights into what it looks like to raise kind, empathetic, emotionally intelligent humans. I'm Alyssa Blask Campbell. I have a master's degree in early childhood education. I'm a mom of two, and I am walking this journey right alongside you doing this work. Come hang out with me at Voices of Your Village, and we can dive into real conversations with actionable tips. Are you familiar with Gretchen Rubin's Four Tendencies? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So that's something I've talked a lot about in our community, and I know a number of people have done her quiz for that. And so I think that people who've done that would also really appreciate this. And they're very different, but it was interesting. I was kind of considering some of the 
crossover as you were talking through the types and different yeah. ways. Yep. Like yep. I'm an upholder, so I'm like the nerdy type. Yeah. <laughs> but, but that's also your somewhat your Myers Briggs type as an upholder. Your equation of that is you're the giver. And so okay. it is very correlated. And okay. I mean, quite honestly, all of those came from somewhat of Myers-Briggs. It's just an archetype of, and your upbringer is a caregiver. You're a giver. You give to others. You're very extroverted and kind and loving and sensitive and planning. And so Mm -hmm. people can rely on you. And one of your main attributes is to give to other people. You are a nurturer. And so that uplifter makes a lot of sense based on your Myers-Briggs type as well. So they, I think they correlate quite well. Yeah. So how do we find our kids type? And I mean, you've started to touch on why that would be really valuable, but do you test your kid or is this something where you kind of like go through the quiz and answer on your child's behalf? Yeah. Because now I want to know what Vinny is. (laughs) Yeah. This is a challenging issue in the Myers-Briggs world because there is not a child assessment (laughs) for a lot of reasons. Even though you are born with your personality type, obviously giving a two-year-old a quiz is not going to be very effective. So based on your age, each dichotomy comes to light at certain ages or age ranges. Introvert and extrovert is very easy to tell very early on. You know, do they get more of their energy from being alone? Do they not have to necessarily play with a lot of other people? Are they more, you know, in their head? So that one, I can tell my friend's kids right Mm -hmm. off that. And so that's a very easy one to pay attention to. The sensing and intuition one is much, much harder. And most kids don't get assessed until about 12 years old. So that kind of sixth grade, seventh grade, 11, 12, 13 is even probably a little late. So that age range is when you can have them start taking the assessment and you can start looking to your kid to whether or not they're very into details or if they're what we like to say, woo woo. So Mm -hmm. are they into alternative things? Do they get ants in their pants at school? Do they prefer to play versus, you know, pay attention to kind of the nitty gritty details. How do they cook? This is a really interesting way to gauge children's type is this Myers-Briggs dichotomy in particular is so sensors are great at reading actual instructions Mm. and following a recipe and intuitive people and kids kind of like to just throw stuff in a bowl and make things up as they go. They are much more creative. They don't actually like to be told what to do. And so they're not super great at following instructions and directions. Is that true for you, Sarah? So I'm thinking of Vinny right now with instructions and Legos because this is my whole life. And Vinny and I both really love building Legos. And this might go kind of against my type, but we love building Lego sets and following the directions from page to page. And he's really good at it. And when he gets Legos, like the first few years he was doing Legos, it was all about like going in the manual page by page, doing it very specifically. He'd get very upset if he missed a step. Now though, he's pretty much taken apart almost all of his Lego sets and he builds everything creatively now and he doesn't do any of the instructions. Oh, But I can't build Legos creatively to save my life. I'm like, no, give me a pattern. Like, give me something to follow. Don't ask me to like be creative. Like, it's like my brain just doesn't function to be creative in building like that. Interesting. So I think this is an interesting point to bring this up too, that there are different 
scales of preference. The Myers-Briggs scale is actually zero to 30. And so while you and I, Sarah, is the same type or ENFJs, my guess is, well, I know that I'm a 30 out of 30 on intuitive. Like I have no detail whatsoever. And my guess is you're probably only... I think I'm in the middle. Yeah. You have way more S in you and I have way more N. Mm -hmm. And so while we're both the same type, our strength of preference is different. Like I have never in my entire life gotten out directions and read directions. I would rather like pull my hair out. It's so stupid. I mean, it doesn't make any sense, but I would rather just create than read directions. And so when kids are doing that, that's something to observe. Okay. That's so interesting. So like putting together Ikea furniture, my husband and I fight because I'm like, no, like you have to start with step number one. And he will just like eyeball all the pieces and be like, I got it. I'm him. I'm totally him. I'm totally him. Ikea is the only, like the only two times I've ever told him that I was like, we might have to get divorced. It's been over (laughs) Ikea. (laughs) Yeah. I've never measured a picture in my entire life. I have pictures all over my walls and I'm just like, (laughs) bam, 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 put it up. Yep. So funny. And That is a very interesting way to gauge kids. Okay, so then the next one is gauging whether your child is more emotional or more logical. And regardless of their gender, but are they an emotional kid? Do they have a ton of empathy for others or are they more logical? Are they more practical? Again, it doesn't mean that they don't care. It's just when they go about making decisions, it is a logical versus a very emotional response. Mm. And then I think the last one is as easy to tell. It's probably the second. So if we were to gauge them, introversion and extroversion is the earliest and the easiest. The J and the P, this one is probably second. Then thinking and feeling and then sensing and intuition, I think is probably the latest developed that you would notice, even though we're all born with it. And so the J and the P is absolutely one to tell of whether or not your kids need to know what the plan is. Mm. That is a J tendency. Okay. If your kids are just like, whatever, who cares? Let's just, I mean, they don't care when we show up. They don't care when you leave. They don't care where you're going. They are go with the flow kinds of kids. They are likely a P. And no matter what their age, if they need to know the plan, if they seem anxious to you, it's likely a very strong J kid. I've got a ton of friends who have these anxious kids. You know, I talk to them about kind of the structure in their lives. Like, oh yeah, well, we moved three times last year. And I'm like, well, that could cause, you know, a Mm -hmm. P kid's going to think that's a blast. A J (laughs) kid's going to be like, holy shit. Like I am stressed out. I've got got anxiety. Mom, what's the plan? Where are we going? Where's dad? What are we doing? I mean, when there is a lack of structure for any J, no matter if it's a one-year-old or 99 years old, we have anxiety or anxious behaviors when we don't know what the plan is. Again, don't ever say to a J, don't worry about it. We'll figure it out. <laughs> you just raised their anxiety. Again, I'm not a parent, but I imagine you parents probably have to say that a lot just for your own sanity of like, Vinny, babe, right. love you. <laughs> Don't worry about it. We'll figure it out. But if he is over there and actually cares about something, that is raising his level of anxiety. Right. No, we plan everything and tell him everything because he was very clearly a very anxious kid from like the day he was born. 
<laughs> yes. So he's probably like me in a super J. And so that yeah. he's more extreme than I am when it comes yes. to control. Yes. And so, which I mean, I think it's lucky that I'm that way oh. because I can see it and oh. understand it and relate to it. Yeah. Yeah. And when Vinny, I don't know if your husband's a P or not, but if, you know, Vinny is with him, that's kind of a scary little dichotomy sometimes is yes, it's a ton of fun, but right. that kid needs some structure that a lot of peas it's challenging for peas to right. give that kind of structure. And again, as a business coach, like this is one of the things that I see a ton is, you know, J's need to learn how to chill out and peas have to learn system structure, singular focus because mm. it's innate to them. And so even yeah. Vinny as a kid needs these systems and structures in order to keep himself kind of calm. Correct. Right. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. You've seen it. Yeah. It's yeah, fascinating. Definitely. Yeah. definitely. Yeah. Gosh, I hope this is helpful for the listeners. Oh my gosh. It's, yeah, this is good. so helpful. I know oh, that people good. listening are able to draw all sorts of connections oh, so by glad. these so explanations glad. and by <laughs> me giving my own experiences. Good. Well, I was actually just thinking like if you had parents who divorced and were different types, like with oh, the specifically oh, yeah. with the P and the J. Yeah. So like, I go to mom's house for yeah. three days and yeah. I'm in the J environment. And then I go to yeah. dad's house for the three yeah. days and I'm in the P environment. Like, oh my gosh, that just gives me anxiety yeah. to think about it. Yeah. And it happens all the time. Yeah. And thinking, obviously it's not about the parents, it's about the kid. And how right. is that child feeling in those two different environments? There's no right. bedtime. There's no whatever. Don't worry about it. We'll get up. And then they're kind of being jerked back and forth in between these two environments. As a strong J, I'm even sitting here as a grown woman feeling anxious about that. Like yeah. if I was to go into that environment, it's like, I need to know what the plan is. What time is dinner? What are we eating? Where are we going? What's the plan? I mean, again, and it's not that we don't know how to have fun or to relax. We have to know the plan. We have to plan the order. fun. Like I'm having yes. fun from three to five. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. But then at five o'clock, the fun is done. Yeah, my clients ask me all the time. They're like, do you literally have downtime scheduled? And I'm like, of course. But you do. Of so course. that's actually such a good point because as you were talking all this through, and I know that you're an extreme extrovert, you're more extroverted than I am. And I'm an extrovert as well, for sure. But I know that like I have limits to my extroversion. And like when I'm traveling for work is a great example that like, if I have an all day conference retreat type situation. And then there's also something in the evening. I'm often like, Oh my God, like, when can I go to my room? When can I go to my room? So I do need like that. I need to know when my recharge time is going to be. Or like, if we have a weekend of packed yes. events, I'm like, yeah. hold on. Like yes. when is my hour of HGTV or real housewives yeah. going to be? Cause it has to happen. And I know that you have that. I see you come back or I yeah. see you go through phases on yeah. social media where you're like in big pushes with your business. Yeah. And then you're like, so I'm out. I'm going to Hawaii for three weeks. Yep. <laughs> see yep. you later. Yep. I already have my two week trip planned after my huge event in October. Yay. So yeah, yeah. it's all in, all in. And I feel like I want to say this, and this is more to you, probably to your listeners, but ENFJs, your type, Sarah, you are called the giver and therefore you need more alone time than any mm -hmm. other extrovert. So there's eight types that are extroverted of the eight. You need the most introverted time because you give so much to other people. Okay. And so, I mean, it is hard when you're such a martyr. <laughs> I can't wait to tell my husband this to be like, just an FYI, since and I'm we, such a giver. Yeah. And we actually are total martyrs. It's like our drug of choice. We love to be a martyr and it's right. so 
disgusting. Ah! Oh my gosh. That's so interesting. And I actually have seen this in other people and it's made me catch myself where like, you'll see something really awful happen to someone and you like want to be involved in it because you want to be helpful, but it's not like you legitimately want to help the other person, but it's like, you have this like weird need to like be the helper, even if you're not yeah. the person closest to the situation. And I have to catch myself sometimes yeah. to be like, oh, yeah. you're not oh, really what? like at the center of this trauma or drama, like check yourself and step yeah. back. Yeah. Not my business. Not my business. Yep. yep. Right. Yeah. So interesting. Okay. So how do you help women or do you help them use their type in different ways personally and professionally? Or is it Oh, heck yeah. It's my, okay. my favorite thing to do. So okay. yeah, Tell I us. do a bunch of different things. I mean, I think you know this. I've got an event coming in up on October in the Seattle area, or you can live stream it called the Front Seat Life event, which is really my premier business event. You will be there. Lots of people. People are flying in from all over the country. But I do still have a massive, massive passion for female personal development as well. It's still like the core of who I am as a therapist. So the first book that I wrote called Live Your Life from the Front Seat is more for personal enrichment. And then Don't Do Stuff You Suck At is more a business enrichment. And for the first time ever, I am throwing a amazing personal development retreat in Maui with mm -hmm. one of the best shamanic healers in the world, Jenny Dawn. And she and I are throwing a whole week retreat, five days in Maui, March of 2019. And so I have a membership group. I mean, there's a lot of different ways. My private coaching is still for entrepreneurs, but I have a membership group where we talk about personal development stuff. And then I have life events, again, that one in Maui and then business development events. So okay. lots of ways to kind yeah. of stay in dialing with all of this. Yeah. I yeah. love it. How do you personally live your best life in your type? Oh yeah. I mean, so this is, you know, you've given us some examples. Yeah, but. We didn't even get to get into this. So there's a front seat and the back seat. And so when you take that assessment on my website, it'll <laughs> tell you exactly what, you know, I made this up. I kind of created this car analogy and living your life from the front seat. And so for me, my front seat is my intuitiveness and my heart. So it makes me like tear up. I'm even talking about it because I love it so much. It's building relationships, deep connections, heartfelt connections, friendships, relationships, helping other people. And then anytime I get to be creative, think outside the box, use my intuition, create things, write books, do podcasts, anything like that. When I am living my life from that way, the way that God designed me, things flourish, period, end of story. Yeah. And when yeah. I do stuff that's in my backseat, just like the rest of you, we suck at it. And <laughs> so for me, this is my front seat, girl. It's talking to you. It's talking to your amazing listeners. It's sharing this message. I get more joy out of this than anything in my life. And I'm just thrilled to be able to be here and help in that way. I know that you're not a shameless mom, but I know that you are a very shameless woman. What do you do to show up as a shameless woman in your life? That's amazing one. Uh, I cackle, I guess that would be I cackle my ass off. I build connections for women anytime I can. My shamelessness is travel. Like anytime I can get my ass to a beach and just 
be out and about like that. What else do I do that's shameless? I shamelessly dance. I'm a ridiculous dancer. My sister told me that I dance like Elaine from Seinfeld. I kind of do. I'm a real nerd. I'm a real nerd. But I think the worst part is I think I know how to dance. Right. Like you feel like I look good. Oh my God. I think I'm like a Laker girl and I'm actually Elaine from Seinfeld. Like I am moving my hips and then I see pictures and I'm like, holy shit, I'm a total idiot. So whatever. I just rock it. Shameless. I guess those are probably my shameless. Uh, So I will say with the travel, I know that you take like quarterly, is it quarterly trips to Hawaii? Yeah. Alone. alone. Yes. I love it. And it's so funny. I remember the last time you went, you posted it on Facebook that you were leaving. And I was like, oh my gosh, you have to post a lot of pictures because I literally like the whole time you're gone when you're posting your (laughs) daily reflection pictures. Yeah. I'm living by, I'm like, I wonder what she's thinking about today. Like that looks, it literally like I'm more Zen when you're in Hawaii and I'm watching you. Because sometimes I feel like, God, am I just, no. Oh, I love it. Your Insta stories. I'm like, where's more Insta stories. I want to see the drinks on the beach. (laughs) I stopped and I had like six of my best friends text me. They're like, where the frick are your pictures? Like get going. I'm going to work. I need to see it. And I'm like, wow. Okay. I thought you guys wanted to murder me, but yeah, it's so good. uh, I think that's another shameless thing. I am a work hard, play hard kind of girl. I love so, it. Yeah, I'm so in. good. Yeah. Okay. So this has been so awesome. I oh, want you yeah. to tell us where we can find you, where people can connect with you and take the quiz. Yeah. I mean, everything houses, thank God, in one place in this world. So on my website, jessicabutts.com, B-U-T-T-S, you can buy the books. You can find out more about Maui. You can find out more about the upcoming October event. Everything's kind of there. The free assessments there. Just, yeah, all the personality types are listed there. I'm all about giving free content. So there's a ton, a ton, a ton of free content on there. And if anybody yeah, wants to know more. That's kind of how to stay connected. And I certainly hope you do. If even if it has absolutely nothing to do with me, my BHAG, my big hairy audacious goal is truly to get everybody to start living their lives by being unapologetically who they are. And that starts by understanding your type. So that's what I want for people. I love it. Oh, yeah. this has been so good Thank and you, so Sarah. fun. Thank, Thank you, you so much for being yeah. here. Thank and you, you got to come back next I book. I would love it. I would, oh, yeah. I've already got it in my head. So, yes. Yay, yay. Thank you so much, Jessica. Thanks. Thank you so much for joining me in the Shameless Mom Academy today. I really, really appreciate you being here. And I hope you learned something new. As always, this conversation will be continued over in our free private Facebook group. You can join that group by going to shamelessmom.com forward slash Facebook to connect with other shameless moms just like you. Additionally, if this is your first time listening to the show, know that we are here every Monday and Wednesday with a brand new episode. So make sure you subscribe, go to whatever podcast app you use and subscribe to the show so you never miss an episode. You can do that directly if you go to shamelessmom.com forward slash review that will put you in Apple Podcasts where you can click on the subscribe button and you can also leave a review. If you scroll down a little bit, you can leave a five-star review. You can write a few sentences letting me know what you thought about the show. If you let me know how the show has impacted you in becoming a more shameless mom, you might be nominated to be Shameless Mom of the Week. Also, please share this episode. My goal is to help more mamas be more shameless every damn day. So please do share this episode. You can take a screenshot of the episode on your phone and then share it out on social media tag me at the Shameless Mom Academy on Facebook or Instagram. I'm quick to reply and eager to send you Facebook love and love to be connected to all of you. So again, thank you for being here. I can't wait to be back here again with you in just a couple days. And until then, no matter what you do today, make sure you do it shamelessly.
If you're a parent, I invite you to join us at the Mindful Mama podcast, where it's all about becoming a less irritable, more joyful parent with sometimes hilarious and always thought-provoking experts and friends. At Mindful Mama, we know that you cannot give what you do not have. And when you have calm and peace within, then you can give it to your children. I'm Hunter Clark Fields, and I can't wait to see you there. Listen in to the Mindful Mama podcast.